Welcome to the Lively Joy Podcast, where my guests and I talk about everything from nutrition to living, your, finding your passion, everything to help you live your best life longer. Hey friends, today's guest is Debbie Reichert. She is a personal trainer and a nutrition coach. Today we will be discussing everything nutrition from nutrition and menopause, some healthy breakfast options, and also how to eat to live your best life longer. Well, hi, Debbie. Welcome to the podcast. So thank you to have you here. Awesome. Me too. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us how you help your clients live their best life? Yes. Yeah, so um, I am a personal, a certified personal trainer, a group fitness instructor, certified nutrition coach and a motivational speaker. I'm a, a mom, a busy mom of two teenage boys and um, have a lovely husband. So uh, I have a lot going on. I have my own brick and mortar studio and uh, there's a lot going on. And, and over the years, you know, my kind of goal and favorite things to do is really to do just what you said. And that's to help women in particular live their best lives and give them the tools to do so through educating them about exercise, the proper way to exercise and uh, eating whole nutrient dense foods. So that in a nutshell is, is what I do. Okay. Yeah. And I think I, I think I met you like two years ago and we, we met yeah. for coffee and then we've we've stayed in contact and we've met again recently. And, you know, I've told a couple of my clients and they're like, wow, so you talk to another personal trainer, you're friends with a trainer, then she's like three miles from your location. But I think it's awesome that we can support each other as professional, you know, business people, but also in the fitness world as well. So we can share and support each other. I think well, and I, I think that it's odd for people to see us being this way. Yeah. Um, because we are both of similar mindsets of a, there's enough business to go around and, um, I don't know everything and you don't know everything. And I think that us in general as women are just stronger together. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So, um, you know, I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk about our, you know, go kind of back and forth with nutrition mm -hmm. and exercise. Yes. Uh, your clientele, I think is a little bit different than mine. And I think they're younger and more moms than what we have at my place. Um, I'm not certain we probably both have mixed though. Um, but yeah. I thought it would be a, a good idea to talk about what's your philosophy on, on nutrition. How, what do you, what do you teach? Yeah. So, um, my niche, um, demographic is definitely within the early forties, um, late thirties, early forties to early sixties. That's the, the kind of the range of my clientele right now. And, you know, I've been doing this for 12 years. And so, it's changed, you know, my, my thought process on food and having a healthy relationship with food has absolutely changed. You know, I wasn't premenopausal when I was 35 years old and I could definitely eat differently then than I can now. Um, having a lower metabolism is absolutely a thing. When you hit your forties, uh, it's, it's just 100% a realistic thing. 
and we have to fuel our bodies a little bit differently than now than you know when we were a little bit younger so you know my thought process on food has changed i will tell you though sherry that when i look at food i didn't always look at food maybe as in such a positive light as i do now there was definitely a time when it was counting macros and trying to be the leanest that i could be And I want to be healthy now, you know, that far surpasses that physical look. I mean, sure. We all want to physically look a certain way, correct? And that's fine. When you're in health and wellness as we are, we understand the significance of feeling our best. Um, But, you know, as you get older, getting towards menopause for me, I'm just so darn happy that my clients and I can function, that we can do the exercises that we do, that we can do it for an hour. They're not easy. Then we can still turn around and function for the rest of the day and take our kids where they need to be and take care of stuff at work and just in our household. So food is so much more fuel now to me than it ever was, say, 10, 12 years ago to not use it as a form of reward or punishment. Just take the the sexiness out of food for a minute and look at it as fuel and what you can eat to fuel your body and make yourself feel the best. That's what I teach them about. Healthy fats, lean proteins, healthy carbs, your, your fruits, your veggies, your beans and legumes, your whole grain, rices and cereals, oatmeal. The biggest thing I come across with women is they're always so afraid of carbs. Well, I try to educate them that that is false. You just have to know which are the good carbs to eat because carbs still are good energy. And do you have a lot of the same thought processes about that? I do. I think I've always uh, probably ate cleaner. Um, You know, I started working out probably 35 years ago and I, I was really into bodybuilding and fitness and spent way too much time in the gym, worked out two hours a day, which now it's ridiculous. (laughs) You know, we know what we know now, but um, so I, I think, you know, I've been up and down throughout the years with nutrition, but I've always, I've never followed a diet and I've always believed that, you know, everyone's as different on the inside as they're on the outside. So we all have different nutritional needs. But, you know, there are some people that can eat more carbs, but it doesn't mean sweet carbs, sugars, it means fruits and vegetables. You know, I'm more of a protein type. If you look at, you know, metabolic typing, which tells you, you know, if you're more protein or more carb or kind of mixed, you know, I did it a healthy way. I still, you know, I didn't, I just took all this junk out of my diet, complete, no alcohol, no sugar, you know, eat my protein, my carbs, my, I did protein drink for, you know, for lunch and eggs for breakfast. So healthy foods, but just really cutting back. And I think, you know, the the people that are talking about menopause and I've seen your body and you look really good. You are very lean right now, (laughs) but, um, you know, a lot of people are talking about menopause and when you go through it and it does, your body does change. And that was a couple of the questions that we had, and we can just go ahead since we're talking about nutrition and, um, maybe talk about that. Phyllis says that she wants, uh, recommendations on changes to her diet and exercise, um, for those whose bodies are changing after menopause leaving them with a stomach, which is no longer flat. 
which I know Phyllis, and she's very, she's very tiny and lean. And she doesn't she's really hard on herself, it. right? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Lisa says that she wants breakfast ideas to go beyond um, eggs eat every morning. She doesn't eat dairy. And she's also says menopause is horrible on the body. Yeah. So I think that's a big issue. And I have similar clientele to you starting, you know, probably 40. I might have some younger ones too, but most of them are 40 to even 80. Okay. So, so, you know, I have all ages. Yeah. So I think, you know, what we're saying about nutrition, you know, and I, you know, I don't, I tell my clients, you don't have to be perfect all the time on Friday nights, my husband and I have date night and we go out and I have a drink, <laughs> you right. know, and I might not eat the best food, but you know, that's, that's okay. Cause you got to live. And, you know, if you're perfect right. all the time, it's just not going to work out. So you have to pick and choose those times, I think. But um, but what do you think about what recommendations would you have for Phyllis who's going through menopause and um, diet? If she wants diet, yeah. even exercise. We'll talk about exercise in a minute because that's a whole different story. But um, right. about diet. So yeah, so about diet. You know, I think what it comes down to is I don't want people to undercut their calories. But a lot of the calories that you take in in a day is really going to be contingent to your activity level that day, too. Yeah. So obviously, you know, we could get into the specifics. Everybody has a BMR, a basal metabolic rate, and there's calculations that they can do to find out what theirs is. And basically, that is a calculation of how many calories that you need just to just to go along your day have your organs function properly for you to be able to walk up and down the stairs. Okay. Yada, yada. You don't want to go underneath that, but obviously to lose weight or, you know, to lose body fat, if someone's in that position where they need to do that, they also need to be on a cal caloric deficit. So what I try to tell people, cause I hate tracking. I don't like tracking macros, calories, Me either <laughs> none of it, you no. know, you can be a mindful eater. You can be an intuitive eater. And basically what that looks like is lean proteins, fruits and vegetables, good whole grain carbs, beans, legumes, and basically try to, to portion that out on your plate. And a lot of it comes down to your body type. Like I think most people know how many carbs, for example, they can actually consume. You know, if I eat too many beans and, and even good brown rice or something, I actually get bloated uh, in my, my GI. So too much broccoli does that to me. So people need to be very aware of how their bodies feel to know what types of food that they can eat and how much. And that's where people like you and I come into place where they need to hire a nutrition coach, for example. These are the types of things that I walk through my people with. It's a, it's a very one-on-one -on -one process because what I tell you could be completely different than what I tell somebody else contingent on your body type, your past with exercising, like you, for example, Sherry and I, we're professionals at this. We're very in tune with our body. We know on a day-to-day basis what we can and can't eat and how we're going to feel about it. But maybe the, the average person that's not as in tune with their body doesn't know that. And it really just takes some one-on-one -on -one time um, with a coach. I will tell you, I recently created a, a three-day reboot program. Have you seen me posting about that anywhere on social media? I have. Why don't you talk about that? 
So I'm pretty excited about that because I feel that it checks all the boxes with anybody, whether you're 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, because what it is, it all comes down to gut health. You know, gut health is all the, the rage right now, but as you and I both know, it hasn't always, it's, it's always been a thing. It's just more people are acknowledging it, that it's a real quote unquote thing. Like your gut health matters. Yeah. It's your second brain. So I was getting really tired of seeing all of these uh, supplement companies and, and I'm not knocking supplements because I believe that there are some really good supplements that everybody should be taking contingent on their body type. Right. But you know, they're like, cleanse this, cleanse that. And I've done them all because I like to try them. I like to see how they make me feel quite right. frankly, sure. I'm a fan, you know? Um, but this recent plan that I came up with, I used all natural ingredients. So it's like a pseudo fast. And it's for three days. Um, it centers around good bone broth. And, um, you know, that's a whole podcast for another time. Is good health. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll make this quick. Um, it revolves around bone broth. I made up my own hydration drink. So think like Gatorade or, you know, the popular um, AdvoCare products and Plexus products, what have you. I just made it with all natural ingredients coconut water, right. Himalayan sea salt, citrus, right? And then I made my own energy drink. And then we filled in with some celery and cucumbers and this homemade fruit and nut bar versus a store-bought, you know, protein or energy bar and filled it in with some lemon ginger tea to ease the digestive system. And then um, some green tea is in the energy drink for that natural energy. So it's basically three days of a lot of liquid, just enough substance to keep everything going. Uh, amazing results because it's just been, like I call it a reboot system. It's just been rebooting everybody. It's rebooting their gut health. It only takes three days, right? To, to clean it up. It's, I mean, it obviously could take longer if somebody has IBS or Crohn's or some serious right. digestive issues, but I'm talking the normal person. If you get off the sugar for three days, if you get off the dairy for three days and just go on this sort of pseudo fast, it cleans your gut. So then after these three days, I have a meal plan that they can follow for two or three weeks afterwards that incorporates all that good whole nutrient dense food back into their system because they have this clean slate by cleaning out their gut for those three days, they have increased metabolism just like that, increased focus and energy. It happens so quickly. And then they start following my meal plan. And then it's good, lean proteins, fruits, veggies. They're feeling like a million bucks. And the people that do need to lose weight and lose body fat are absolutely doing it once they continue on this program because they're starting with a clean slate. So that was a long way really to answer your question about nutrition is you still need to find something. Maybe it's not my program. Maybe it's something else but get to as clean of a slate as you can get to so that when you start these, these whole good foods, your body is taking all of the nutrients. It's able to take all the nutrients in. So that's been working for me. 
Um, I'm currently coaching 150 people online actually through this reboot. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been another little part-time job every day, but they're, they're getting great results and they're taking some of these recipes that I've created and they're keeping in what they like now on a day-to-day basis. They're keeping in their chicken uh, bone broth, you know, and they're making it themselves, which is great. So I'm, I'm educating people. I'm not just saying go out take these pills, take these powdered drinks, and you're going to feel great. I'm giving the power back to them so that they can do it on their own. And obviously then they're not, you know, throwing out a bunch of money either to these supplement companies and they're able to do it themselves. So I think step one is that cleaning the gut and then going from there. I agree. I think the gut is the most important and that's where most people have problems and it could be belching, it could be gas, it could be bloating. There's, you know, a number of things that um, can happen when you have gut or food intolerances. Mm-hmm. So, and, and the way to find out like even food intolerances is, is to pay attention. And I think that's where people go wrong. They don't really, they eat and then they're on the run. They don't pay attention. Yes. So, oh, my stomach hurts or I have a headache. And like, well, what'd you eat today? Well, I don't remember. So, you know, paying attention to everything that you eat. And if you have any symptoms or you don't have energy or, you know, your stomach bloats, if you keep track of all that, and I'm not, a, am like you, I don't count calories. I don't count any of that stuff. I just eat. And, but every now and then, like I'm going to a doctor this Thursday and he's actually in Lima, Ohio. I'm driving an hour and a half to go see this doctor. Oh, wow. because he's from Ohio state and he actually is a Ohio state there, but he's, um, he's a well-known doctor and he wrote a book called better health in 120 days, 120 days. But he's, um, I've had clients go to him and he's more, more alternative. Like he asked me to bring two weeks of what I ate, write down everything I eat for two weeks. Now what doctor tells you to do that before you go see him. So, so anyway, because I'm not the person to count calories and keep track like that. So what I did is I put down AM and I wrote down all the different choices that I might eat for breakfast and then lunch, all the different choices and dinners and kind of what I ate this week for dinner. But, um, you know, keep track of it that way, because, you know, it's not just about what I eat in these two weeks. It's about mm-hmm. what I eat all the time, you know, and, and I, I know, because I know what happens to my body. You know, I have a gut problems and I always have, I think I'm probably celiac. I haven't been tested for it, but I have a lot of gut problems. So I have to be careful. So I think it's, you know, a lot of it is paying attention, but I will put the link to your program in the notes of the podcast. Awesome. So if anyone's interested, they can check that out because I think that three-day boot, and I've done that before with the juice, and it really um, cleans up your your gut and not juice like orange juice or right. don't you guys out there think I'm talking about go eat, drink orange juice or processed juices. Right. But, but, um, you know, and it does make a difference in your focus because like you said, your gut is your second brain. So, you know, what you eat and what's going on in your gut affects your clarity and your focus mm-hmm. throughout the day. So, yeah, I think that that's a good program. And, you know, I think it's just paying attention. So we need, you know, we need to get people to pay attention. And when you follow something like that, I think they do because they're in a group usually and they're, you know, they have Absolutely. other people talking about it and say, Oh, I never thought about that. And you know, one thing oh, that dish looks good. And one thing that happens too, with that, when you do something like this is your sleep gets better. Yes. And that's what so many people don't put enough preference on is their sleep patterns, getting enough sleep. And once you start sleeping better, 
and, and sleeping through the night, sleeping more soundly, you know, that's when your body's recovering. So you're going to absolutely feel better. You know, that's one thing that I think too many women just disregard. Oh, they're going to stay up late when everybody else goes to bed and they're going to get stuff done. And, you know, it, it shouldn't work that way because sleep is so very important. You know, when we're exercising every day and we're basically just tearing our muscles apart, well, we need that time to recover. We need days off from the gym and we also need to be sleeping. And so many times when women are approaching menopause or in menopause, you know, their sleep patterns change. You can, when we start to experience that weight gain, unfortunately it will start to be around that middle section too. And so you, you, you need sleep, you need to turn it off. You need to watch your stress because cortisol levels will automatically just have you, your, your belly fat will explode just from stress. I, yeah, I, I was going to say that because yeah. that's where you, when you're stressed, that's where you start accumulating the fat is around your stomach. So it's a big one. Yeah. yeah. So meditation, yoga, do all of the, the things, uh, there's free you know, apps out there that you can just sit for five minutes and, and just meditate. And, you know, people just don't give that sort of self self care for lack of better words, enough credit, the slowing down the resting, the stopping, you know, it's not unnormal for me to take almost an entire Sunday outside of my food prep, you know, hanging with my kids. But if I plop myself down on the couch and watch a couple of football games, I don't feel guilty about it. Right. You, know? yeah, you shouldn't, you yeah. shouldn't, but so many women I talk to, they do. And I'm like, you're going, going, going. I know you are Monday through Saturday. Take your few hours on Sunday or whatever it is, or maybe you break it up during the week, but take the time to rest because the more stress you have, the more fat that your body is going to hold on to. Yeah. And I think getting out in nature and letting go of the phones and the computers mm -hmm. and just getting out in nature is, is good for stress as well. But I agree, you know, if you want to binge watch a movie or something on Netflix or something on the weekend, don't feel bad about it. Just sit down for a couple hours and watch a couple movies. So um, with Phyllis's diet, I hope we answered that. I think I think, you know, paying attention to your body, but you do have to watch the carbs when you're in menopause because- mm -hmm. The carbs, you know, even, you know, too much rice or too much potatoes to think of a serving, don't fill your plate up with pasta or rice or, you know, right. your big, huge sweet potato, look at your portions, breakfast ideas for, and I know you do a lot of prep, food prepping. Mm -hmm. So what do you have for breakfast ideas? So I personally, myself, am not a huge breakfast eater. I'm one of those people that I can have a couple of hard boiled eggs and a handful of grapes and I'm fine. But again, I'm not the norm because most days I'm getting up at four or five in the morning and going into work. So I'm not quite ready to eat right away. So I always tell people, you know, I'm not the norm, but I always really stand by, try to get 30 grams of protein in you within the first hour, an hour and a half of waking up, start your day with protein. I, I think that one of your people, one of their questions on there, they wanted some ideas instead of eggs. I really like, and again, this is uh, a high carb uh, dish, but it's really good. The overnight oats, because mm -hmm, you can yeah. prep them in advance. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. You got oatmeal and almond milk and chia seeds. And I put in a little nut butter um, and some, some nice maple syrup. Uh, you can put in a scoop of protein powder and then really it's very macro friendly. You've got your proteins and having those beautiful oats full of fiber, 
um, first thing in the morning, you know, that's going to be good energy for you throughout the day. It's not like you're ending your evening with a snack of oatmeal, right? So I think the time of day that we as menopausal, premenopausal women um, eat our carbs is very important too. Yeah, use sure. it for use it for when you need it. Use it for when you need energy. So I'm a, I'm a big fan of the overnight oat and really just some fruit and nuts, a banana and a handful of almonds. It, it, it's it, it's nutritionally sound. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit different than you are, but I do tell my um, people, just about everybody, even if they're not gluten intolerant, to buy gluten free oats and uh-huh. also very important um, organic oats because it's a highly sprayed crop. But, hey, that's uh, that's the same with coffee. Organic coffee all the yeah. way because there's a ton of pesticides and coffee beans. Yeah, I, I drink all organic unless I go out, which maybe twice a month I might have a coffee out. Besides, right. I make my own coffee at home and it's it's right. organic and it's a low acidic coffee. Yeah. But but yeah, so I do the overnight oats and I um I put wild berries in them and then maybe some other fruit to get I think of whatever I can put in it to get more nutrition. I put collagen in it. Um, oh, yeah. Like, collagen in my coffee. And then I use flax, chia seed or hemp seed. Um, so similar to what you do. And then I do do, um, eggs too, you know, a couple times, like I'll do scrambled egg with a bunch of vegetables and greens, and I put raw cheese in it. I'll do eggs with, um, I'll fry an egg and butter. And then I put greens beside it, usually kale, cause it gets crispy and mm-hmm. I love the crispy kale. So I'll put that on top of the egg on top of a one slice of gluten-free bread. And then I do um, another one with, um, because I like breakfast, <laughs> I do yeah. protein pancakes that I make with uh, protein powder, collagen, berries, a little bit of maple syrup, um, sometimes bananas or other things on it, a little bit of pumpkin in it sometimes if it's that season. And then I'll put a little bit of uh, gluten-free Pamela's free pancake mix, like okay. a quarter cup of that. And then with the protein powder, so I get the protein and the collagen, the extra protein in that. So those are some of the things that I do because a lot of times I'm like you, I, I get up at five. So sometimes I don't eat breakfast till 10 o'clock till I get a right. break. But sometimes if I do like this morning, I eat breakfast at like seven o'clock. So right. it's different. And sometimes I don't, sometimes I'll just have um, some juice, which is like a 20 calorie juice with turmeric and ginger in it for breakfast. But until I eat later and kind of my breakfast and lunch sometimes run and together, you know, and you mentioned the turmeric and the ginger and that those are two other things. Turmeric has really great anti-inflammatory properties and ginger is really good for your digestive system. Yeah. And see, just by adding those two all natural sub supplements into an everyday thing for you is so very important. And I think it's up to us to then educate our clients about this because it's those little small changes that you can make day to day to day consistently doing that are going to help you live your best life. You know, it's just these little, these little tweaks, adding ginger into your tea, boom, you know, getting daily activity. Maybe it's just 30 minutes a day, Sherry, right? Like it doesn't have to be crazy. Today I was on the elliptical for a little bit and I went for a walk between my classes because I was sore from my workout yesterday. (laughs) But, you know, but you I have to listen to your body, especially you as to, you get older. Absolutely. Yeah. So every day could look different. You might have a grand plan where I'm going to do this for the next five days. But if you're too sore to move, um, it, it just you have to be able to pivot. But my thing is, you know, that I tell people is most importantly, just make it, it it's there's no excuses. 
it's 30 minutes a day, whatever you decide to do that's above and beyond, do it. Right. Even for me, cleaning is really, um, mm -hmm. I get my heart rate at just as much cleaning as I do when I'm out walking with my dog, mm -hmm. because when I'm cleaning, I'm like, you know, Up, cleaning beers in the gym, you know, right. you know how hard that is, you know, yeah. cleaning the whole gym floor with a big mop and, right. and I do everything super fast. So, you know, you think of that kind of stuff and gardening can be a workout too, but, you know, especially if you're talking about pre-menopause or menopausal people, we definitely need to weight train because, mm -hmm. you know, our bones are really important then. So, because they're getting weaker, so we really, I think weight training is probably, you know, the, the number one thing I tell mm -hmm. people that age, if you don't have time to do this, then, mm -hmm. you know, put some weight training in there and don't be afraid. Don't, you don't have to lift, you know, three and five pound weights. You don't have to lift 50 pound weights, but you do have to overload the muscle in order to increase strength in the bone and, and the muscles. And I tell people at least three days a week for at least 45 minutes. That's kind of my go-to um, and anything more is, is gravy, but I, you know, first things first resistance training yeah. before the aerobic exercising. Correct. Yeah. And I, I think it, the longer, you know, the more, the people that work out longer, as far as running or uh, cardio, it makes you more hungry, I think. Mm -hmm. And yeah. plus, you know, it, it's harder on our bodies as we get older. So I'm, you know, I, I'm not a big cardio fan. I don't, I've never been a big cardio fan. I used to run years ago, but okay. I don't feel like we need to run, especially if we want to lose weight. It's about weight training. It's about what you eat. And my yeah, yep, 100% you and I are, are on and we'll probably always be on the same page on that. Yeah. And I think with um, the question that she had about abs, um, I think that it's all about what you eat. You do have to work, do exercises for the abs. Crunches aren't the best exercises because they're not so good for the back, but there are a lot of good um, core exercises out there. And if you're doing functional training, you're working your core while you're working other muscles. So I think more than anything, it's about, for one thing, don't feel like you got to be so perfect. You know, right. if you right. have a little bit of fat or you're, you know, it, it's okay. It's going to happen as we get older. Don't mm -hmm. starve yourself because of it. And don't work out two hours a day because you're getting a little bit of a stomach, just, you know, do the best that you can do. Watch what you eat, you know, cutting back the carbs, I feel is a big one for the stomach and, um, you know, just doing some smart ab training, which maybe we can have a whole video on different workouts and talk about the different benefits to different exercises. Absolutely. And maybe we'll do um, some videos so we can put those on YouTube. Yeah, for sure. You know, I think one of the best ways just to have a nice strong core, at least for me all these years is flexibility training and yoga. Just yeah. yoga is a great way to train the core. And it's a very low impact way for people to uh, train the core and exercise maybe that are just getting into working out. And they're at all levels. So you could yep. start in the beginning, you know, if you're more fit, you can take a, a, a different class, but yeah, I think there's, there's a lot out there and especially, you know, with exercise, but I would like to do another podcast with you about, you know, maybe about exercise and we can talk about what's going on in the fitness world. Cause I had some questions about, you know, what do you see in the future of fitness? Mm -hmm. That could be a long topic in itself. So I, I think that we could. <laughs> I do. Yeah. And I don't know how much time you have. And I know we could go on for a long time. So we'll we'll get together again soon and uh, maybe 
answer some of those questions. And again, maybe we'll, we can do a video at the same time and yeah, and put that on YouTube. Thank you Sounds for being on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to seeing you again soon. That was a great discussion about nutrition with Debbie. Uh, we both are nutritional coaches and I will put our information in the show notes below. Check those out. Also tune in because we have lots more to share with you. Uh, Debbie and I are going to do another uh, podcast on uh, nutrition and exercise. I am also going to do a solo podcast on the myths out there about nutrition and what you should eat and what you shouldn't eat, what to look for and what to stay away from. So Um, I hope you'll be joining us again soon. Thank you for taking your time to listen to the Lively Joy podcast. Check out the show notes below with links mentioned in this episode. And please take a moment to subscribe. That helps others find the show. Feel free to share this podcast with your family and friends. And if you'd like, you can also follow us on social media. See the links below. We really appreciate it. And we'll see you next time with more on living your best life.